Hello and welcome to Rocky Fortune from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Frank Sinatra, transcribed as Rocky Fortune. NBC presents Frank Sinatra, starring as that footloose and fancy-free young gentleman, Rocky Fortune. Notice how some guys go through life and nothing ever happens? Not even a ticket for speeding? Another guy, every time he orders a bowl of chowder, he finds a live octopus in it. Well, that's the story of my life. You take last week, I was sitting in a one-armed joint drinking black coffee and reading the wan ads when I noticed a couple of ape-like characters giving me the double O. After a while, they leave that table and come over to mine. What if it ain't my old pal Gandolfo? I beg your pardon? Come on, Gandolfo. Don't give me the no-capiche routine. Mitchell's been looking all over for you. You shouldn't have took off from the hotel room this morning without telling anybody. Look, Buster. The name is Stanley, remember? Okay, Stanley, let's get something straight. My name ain't Gandolfo. I never laid an eyeball on you in all my life, and I like to eat alone. You got it? Sure, 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 Gandolfo. Come on, we'll go back to the hotel and see Mitchell. Lover boy, I just finished telling you... I don't want to have to get tough, Gandolfo. On account of, I uh, wouldn't want to cripple you before the fight tonight. So let's go quiet. For the last time, beat it. You bother me. Okay, Gandolfo. Now, just so we understand each other, this what you feel pressed up against your side ain't a briar pipe, you follow me? I follow you. Good. Follow me. And don't try nothing funny or I'll be forced to take drastic action which might cause leakage in your radiator and valves, okay? Okay. eight feet tall with hands like dredges. Also, he's carrying a small-sized railway gun in his hip, which is right next to my head. So I go. We take a taxi to a cheap downtown hotel, and Stanley escorts me to a room on the second floor. Okay, this is it. Look, if you're gonna roll me, pal, you're in for a big disappointment. Shake me upside down, all you find is a key. Candle lip dribble. Come in. Hello, Stanley. Boss, look who... I found him. Come in. Shut the door. I'm sitting in a residency, and I look up and bingo. Right at the next table is our wandering boy, the great Gandolfo. Sit down. Look, mister. I said sit down. Thanks. I can see how you made the mistake, Stanley. What mistake? Thinking Miss Punk was Gandolfo. What do you mean? What's your name, Punk? Rocky Fortune, Punk. What's yours? Don't get fresh. Did I hit him? Take it easy, Stanley. Boss, he's lying. This is Gandolfo, I tell you. Shut up, Stanley. You have to forgive Stanley. He used to be a wrestler. He got dropped in his head a couple of times too often. Would you mind telling me what this is all about as long as I'm here? Not at all. You ever heard of Luis Gandolfo? Yeah, he's a fighter, ain't he? Some bum from Argentina or Brazil? He's a fighter and he's also a bum, but he happens to be from Bolivia. Yeah, I read about him. I'm his manager, Mike Mitchell. I can't say it's a pleasure. 
Stanley here helps handle him. Who handles Stanley, a zookeeper? Boss, could I hit him like once, maybe? Luis Gandolfo is scheduled to meet Kid Cool in the garden tonight. The winner gets a crack to the Bantamweight champ. According to the sports hawk, your boy is about as much chance as a snowball in Havana. Less than that, Rocky. The odds are six to one that Kid Cool knocks him out, and we're betting against him. Yeah, sounds like you got the tank all rigged up. We had it all rigged up, but Gandolfo got cold feet and skipped, which leaves us holding the bag. What's in the bag, Mr. Mitchell? $600,000. Oh, wow. We invest 600 Gs and we make 100 Gs profit. No fighter, no fight. No fight, all bets off, right? Exactly. Only we got a fighter. Yeah, who? You. Boss. Shut up, Stanley. You're a dead ringer for our boy Gandolfo, Mr. Fortune. All you have to do is step in the ring for two rounds. That kid cool paste you and down you go. Well, it's been nice talking to you fellas. Any other time that you need somebody to stand up under a falling blackjack or lay down in front of a freight train, get in touch with me. Tonight I'm busy. I gotta hold it. Up a... I got to go, really. He said, hold it. You're not going anyplace, Mr. Fortune. You're going to step in that ring tonight like you were the great Gandalfo himself. If I don't? If you don't, Stanley here is going to fillet you one bone at a time. You understand? I begin to get the picture. Drinking coffee in a joint, the next I'm a candidate for a bruise of the garden. I settle down in a hotel room to wait for developments, which begin to develop rapidly. Who is it? Press! Just a sec. Okay, Gandolfo. Now you're going to let the reporters see you. What do I say, goo goo? Gandolfo, don't talk very good English. Just say see. Okay. Let him in, goofball. Right. Well, well, if it ain't the South American Boxing Association. How's the boy, Mike? A tiger. He's ready to murder that kid cool. Right, Gandolfo? See? Si. He don't look in such good shape. He's deceptive. Right, Dolph? See? Si. Look, Johnny, give him a good write-up, huh? He's six to one to lose. He needs encouragement. Right now, he needs rest. Okay, I'll give him a plug in Espanol. Okay, Mike. See you. Yeah, thanks for coming by. More? Open it. Oh, let me kiss you, baby. Yeah, why not? <sighs> baby, why you don't call me? He's been training, Loopy. Come on now, beat it. You can see him after the fight. Good luck, Louis. Kiss me. See? Honey, I'm not Louis. I'm Rocky Fortune, 52 Bleakman Street. Get the cops. Buenos dias, pumpkin. Buenos dias, querido. Buenos dias, Mike. Sure, see you after the fight, honey. Nice girl. Mine? Uh-huh. What do I call her? Loopy Monsoon. She's a chorus girl at the Latin segment. Nuts about you. Too bad you tried to tip her off, though. Me? Yeah, I saw you whisper to her, Rocky. Stanley. Yeah, boss. Go after her. Stick with her, and if she does anything suspicious, like calling the cops, stop her. Sure, boss. Oh, Stanley. Yeah, boss. Before you go, say goodbye to Gandolfo here. Show him we mean business. A uh, pleasure, boss. Bonos dios, punk! That night, I am hustled over to the garden with Mike Mitchell's automatic nuzzling my ribs. I dress, weigh in, and have the gloves put on by Stanley, who has returned from tailing Loopy Monsoon. 
Finally, the warning buzzer sounds, and I am escorted into the ring. so you can make it look good. I don't think I can stand up for one round. You do like we say. If you don't, you get killed. Simple? Too simple. Okay, now get in there. And remember, we're right behind you. trying to keep away from Kid Cool, who's after me like I was a mechanical rabbit at the dog races. I managed to outleg him for the first couple of minutes, but as the bell rings, he tags me with a right that makes me see double. I stagger into my corner and flop. Nice footwork, Rocky. You're practicing for the Olympic sprints or something, the fans are screaming for blood. Yeah, Mark. Let him tag you a couple of times to make it look good. He'll tell you when to flop. He won't need to tell me I'm ready to flop now. Kid Cool eyeing me like I'm for sale, cheap. He takes a swig of his water bottle and comes out of his corner with murder written all over him. I stagger out and manage to grab him for a clinch. Come on, break up the clinch. This ain't no dance marathon. Let me hit you a couple of times, kid, just so I don't get an inferiority complex. Okay, but when I wink, wait for my swing and go down. Got it? Right. Break. Sure. Here, big boy, try this one. Get to a neutral corner gun, Dalbo. One, two, Three. Get up, kid. Get up. Four. I never laid a glove on him, so help me. Six. Seven. Come on, kid. I didn't mean it. Eight. Honest, get up, boy. Nine. Ten. Cool is still laid out like a dress suit when I stagger back to my corner. Stanley helps me into my bathrobe while he's murmuring plans for my total destruction in the one ear. I decided it's time for me to vacate the premises. Let's go, punk. Take him to the locker room, Stanley, and finish him off. Now listen, I never touched that guy, honest. He just folded up on me. $600,000 down the drain. You're gonna sweat for this fortune. Yeah, before I sweat, Mitchell, you gotta catch me. Grab him! Look out, lady, I gotta catch a plane. I 
I bust away from Stanley's hot little paws and squirm through the crowd to the exit. I am probably the only fighter in history to win a fight and break an Olympic sprint mark at the same night. Luckily, there's a cab outside the garden. I jump in and give him the go-go. Step on it, Uncle. 52 Bleakman Street. Gee, must have been giving you an awful beating to make you run out of the garden like that. And the commentary. Let's move. Okay, hang on. You mind if I ask you what happened in there? I won. If you won, I'd hate to see the other guy. That's clever. Hi, Becky. Judy. Just had lunch with Heather. She took me to the Kabuki restaurant. Heather recommended the sukiyaki, and she taught me how to pronounce it so I could order it myself. Step one in learning the host country's language, you might say. The waiter smiled, and he didn't treat me as if I had just stepped off the plane. I told Heather, it makes me want to learn more of the language, to make a good impression, you know? She even told me what to say when the waiter brought the check. When he said, Osokugi wa ikagadishtaka, which means, how was your meal? I replied, Taihen oshideshta, which means, it was excellent. Imagine, even lunch in a restaurant can go a long way to improve relations between our two countries. Say, let's go to that same restaurant tomorrow. I'd ask Heather to join us, but you know how she dominates the conversation. Gotta run. Oh, I mean, sayonara. Learning the language of your host country is important. And as Judy has discovered, it can also be fun. Oh, thank heavens that's over. What's over? Our vacation. Really? Why's that? Well, 12 countries in seven days. Oh. By the fourth day, my husband and I didn't know if we were in Sweden or Switzerland. And by the fifth, I didn't even care. That's too bad. There's so much to enjoy. So I've heard. How many countries did you do? <laughs> we didn't do any. Oh, we've been living there. We're just moving back to the States. How wonderful. Where did you live? Well, my husband's in the Army, and we were stationed in Germany. We've been there three years. So you've really gotten a chance to know Germany. Yes, and Japan, too. Japan? Well, we lived there for a few years, too, and really loved the countryside and the people. You know you're very lucky to have had this experience. I know. It's good for our children, too. They've already seen and done ten times as much as I had at their age. A military career offers families an unparalleled opportunity for travel. And that's worth remembering when you're making a career decision. After all, your career is your future. I tell the hacky to wait outside my flat while I go up for some money and a change of clothes. The place is dark when I get there, and even before I turn the light on, I can smell the perfume. Good evening. Buenas noches. Yeah. <laughs> Buenas noches yourself, and a happy besame mucho. I was so worried about you. Didn't you understand the message I whispered in your ear? Of course, but it's Stanley. He followed me all day until it is too late. I remember your address, and I come up here to tell you. Is that all? No. I want to know if you know where Luis is. Oh. Mitchell told me he flew the coop. That's all I know. I have not seen him for three days now. He's probably on a fast plane to Bolivia, which is where I should be if I want to live to be 34. The gamblers have taken a big beating, no? They have taken a big beating, see. It is too bad they all pay off before they find out Kid Cool was poisoned. Who cares if they didn't... Fa what? You have not heard? Kid Cool was poisoned. They find this stuff in his water bottle. Is he... is he dead? Mm, no, no, just very sick. Meanwhile, the gamblers have paid off many bets. I thought there was something phony about that nosedive he took. Any ideas about who did it? 
No. Whoever it was must have collected a nice hunk of change, as you say. Yeah, it was somebody who knew Luis was slated to take a dive and figured to pull a fast one on the gambling boys. Maybe Mike Mitchell do this himself. Maybe anybody. You, Gandolfo, Stanley, even me. Look, baby, it won't take Mitchell long to locate this place. I got to get dressed and blow. I'll see you some other time. I, I give you goodbye, Keith. Yeah. Mm, baby. Yes. One favor? Yes. Help me get the boxing gloves off, huh? It occurs to me that Loopy Monsoon is pretty free with a lipstick, but who am I to complain? I hustle her out in about an hour and start packing for a quick trip to Tibet. As I knock on the door, my knees take it from there. Hold it. Okay, okay. Greetings. Well, if it ain't my old pal, Sergeant Hamilton J. Finger of the Gestapo. Come in, Sarge. I'm glad to see you. I'll bet. What brings you? I'm not sure, but I think it was a phone tip to headquarters. If this is another practical joke, Rocky, I'm going to have you stuffed and roasted, so help me. I don't even know what you're talking about. A dame calls up headquarters and says there's a dead man at 52 Bleakman, apartment 2B. That's you. A dead man? Maybe she meant me. You don't know about this? It sounds like a gag. Yeah, darn it. Okay, Fortune, this is positively my last word on the subject. Any more trouble from you, and I'm resigning from the force. <laughs> walks out and I open the closet door to put on my other suit, the one with two sleeves. As I open the closet, a guy who looks exactly like me falls out on his face. It ain't me. It's Luis Gondolfo, the Bolivian Jaguar. He ain't much of a Jaguar because he's been speared in the neck till dead. I stuff him back in the closet and head uptown after a quick run through the phone book. I am in trouble and I think I know who's responsible. Whoa, whoa, down, girl. Ooh, no more mush. Back up. You don't like me no more? All I want right now is information. What about? About Luis Gondolfo. You have seen him? No, baby, but you have. What? Listen, honey, there was a fresh corpse in my closet when you left the apartment, and I didn't put it there. A corpse of whom? Of Luis Gondolfo. Madre de Dios. Don't pretend you didn't know anything about it. You went right down and phoned the cops, freaking the whole thing would be pinned on me. You're crazy. Well, why should I do such a thing? You want to know? Because you were the one who cleaned out the bookmakers on the fight tonight. You poisoned Kid Cool's bottle and bet everything you had on me. And you collected, too. But love boy Gandalfo showed up and wanted his cut. So you lured him up to my apartment and slipped a hat pin into his juggler. And you called the gendarmes, figuring I'd take the rap. Is that right? Or am I dreaming? Senor Rocky, you are crazy. Maybe I am. You ain't the first one to tell me. But just to prove how crazy I am, do you mind if I take a look around this place? Help yourself. Maybe if you tell me what you're looking for, I can save you the time. I'm not sure, baby. It's either roll of bills 600 grand deep or some poison. If you look for money, I, I cannot help you. Poison, I will be most happy to furnish. Very funny. By the way, that big picture hat you were carrying in your hand in my apartment. I don't suppose you wear that with a hat pin, do you? A hat pin? Uh-huh. Let's see. This should be the hat closet. And this is the hat. And these are the holes for the hat pin. Where's the pin? Pin? I think perhaps I have lost it. 
Sure. You lost it in Gandolfo's throat, maybe. I will not stand for this. Get out. Where's the money, Loopy? There is no money. You want me to call the cops now, or are you going to level? Mm. Oh, very well. How much do you want? And you did slip the hat pin to Gandolfo. He, he threatened me. He wants the whole share. That's what I thought. How much do you want? Let's see the stuff. In the drawer of the desk over there. Here? No. The bottom drawer. Uh-huh. This one's empty, baby. So is your head, Senor Fortune. Built on a solid foundation. Built for strength, using the best resources available. The United States Atlantic Command. Built on the strength of the men and women of the Army, Navy, Marines, and Air Force, the Atlantic Command works with Allied forces to provide a strong defensive force throughout the Atlantic region, protecting peace and defending democracy. The U.S. Atlantic Command, part of our unified command system under the Department of Defense. My father always used to tell me, Bobby, I want you to have all the advantages I never had, and I want you to do all the things I never did. The problem was, one of the things he never did was to take care of his high blood pressure. That's why I'm taking care of mine. Maybe that's why I'm around to enjoy my beautiful grandchildren. Do what your doctor says. Treat your high blood pressure and live to do all the things they never did. A message from the National High Blood Pressure Education Program. I'm an expert on rugs. You see, I'm a cat. And my favorite place to sleep is on a scatter rug. That's why they call me Ruggy. Now, one place you don't want to put a scatter rug is at the top or bottom of the stairs. If you slip on a rug on your way up or down, you can fall and go, Meow! So, take it from me. Keep those rugs away from the stairs in your quarters and put them where cats like me can sleep in perfect peace. In peacetime and in wartime, the U.S. Army Reserve is dedicated to maintaining America's freedom. During the Vietnam conflict, reservists from the 312th Evacuation Hospital treated thousands of wounded in July. They were awarded a Medal of Commendation. When Hurricane Agnes flooded parts of the East Coast, 4,400 reservists helped clear debris, repair bridges, and provide medical care. They received the gratitude of thousands. Army reservists, the dedicated and professional, helping to preserve our freedom in war and in peace. Not only do I let her sap me, I even bend over so she can lay a brass candlestick right back in my ear where it'll do the most good. Always a gentleman, that's me. Sometime later, the purple merry-go-round comes to a halt and I see a familiar ugly puss bending over me. Oh. Take it easy, dream boy. Oh, my head. Ain't he sweet, Loopy? Just like a sleeping baby. Oh. How did you get here, knucklehead? Now, I might have just dropped in by chance, or then again, Loopy might have called me on the electric telephone to help her get rid of what's left of you. I begin to get the picture now. You two are in this together. You are very clever, Senor Fortune. So clever, you nosed yourself right into a coffin. Get her with the New York accent. What do we do, baby? Get rid of him. He knows too much. He guesses the rest. How about I should drop him out the window, huh? Don't be an idiot, Stanley. We've got to get him away from the apartment. Okay. I'll bump him here and we'll drop him off the palisade. Okay, but just make it snappy. Turn around, Fortune. Can we talk this over? I said turn around. He says turn around, so I turn. Hey, want it make a noise? Yeah, this cannon's got a silencer. Okay, get it over with. So long, Fortune. <laughs> Don't move, either of you. 
night. I said don't move or you'll get what Stanley got. Thanks for the rescue, Mitchell. Don't thank me, Fortune. You may be next. So you and the numbskull thought you could double-cross me and get away with it, huh, Loopy? You should know better than that. Not Mike, I swear I wasn't in on it. It was Stanley's idea. Yeah, don't give me that, baby. I followed that meathead over here, and I was standing in the hall for ten minutes listening to Listen, you two. Mike, it wasn't my idea. Stanley doesn't have the brains to figure out a scheme like that. Poisoning cool and then betting against the odds. Fortune, it was his idea. Oh, sure. It was my idea to have Stanley shoot me in the back of the head so I could look innocent, too. Okay, Loopy, where's the dough? What, Mike? The dough, the moolah. You were picking up bundles from every bookmaker in town after the fight, including me. No, Mike, honest. You're going to play possum. Okay. Now, where's the dough? Don't you know it ain't polite to hit a lady like Loopy with the palm of your hand? You should use your knuckles. I'm not going to play around much longer, Loopy. Where's the dough? Well, it's in the suitcase in the bedroom. Shall we all take a little walk into the bedroom? Now, don't try anything. Let's go. There. Open it. You really clean up on that fight. Okay, close it and hand it over. Okay, Mike. Now, both of you, over the other side of the bed. Move. Mike, what are you going to do? You two characters are going to have a little lover's quarrel. Let's knock over a couple of lamps to make it look good. So when the cops find you both dead... They won't have to strain their imagination. What about Stanley? How are you going to explain him? Well, just make it a triangle. You see, I'm not going to have to do any explaining because by the time the authorities reach this place, I'm going to be on a plane for nowhere with a suitcase full of government certificates. Okay, Loopy, you first. So long, Chisler. Okay, hold it. Oh, my arm. It's only a scratch. You okay, Rocky? Fine. Get me a doctor. Can't you see I'm bleeding? Yeah, sure, sure. Your timing was fine, Sarge, but how'd you locate us? I went back to your apartment for a second look and found Gandalfo in the closet. I traced you through a hacky who was parked outside your flat. Holy smokes, I forgot all about him. Well, he remembered you. He took the number of the cab you left in. Yeah, I guess I owe him a fat tip, huh? As far as I know, he's downstairs and his meter is still running. I better get down there. Now, just a minute. Yeah? If Gandalfo was dead in your flat, who fought at the garden tonight? How should I know? Gandolfo didn't have a mark on him. He's a pretty tricky fighter. How come you got a bruise on your cheek? Me, Sarge? I ran into a door. Honest. NBC has presented Frank Sinatra as that footloose and fancy-free young gentleman, Rocky Fortune. Others in tonight's cast included Jack Mather, Joe Forte, Jack Carroll, Maya Gregory, Maurice Hart, Barney Phillips. Tonight's script was written by George Lefferts. Andrew C. Love directed. Supposing I should fall in love with you Think that you could love me too Supposing I should hold you and caress you Would it impress you or perhaps distress you Supposing I should say for you I yearn Would you think I'm speaking out of turn and suppose and I declare it Would you take my love and share it? I'm not supposing I'm in love with you 
should say for you I yearn Would you think that I'm speaking out of turn And suppose and I declare it Would you take my love and share it I'm not supposing cause I'm in love with you